This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like some more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 808-791-2924 or visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, though many financial experts had long been expecting it, when the news broke on May 4th that the Fed was raising the interest rate by a half point, it felt like a thunderclap. News networks and websites spent much of the day breathlessly debating what the Fed's decision could mean for the economy. Of course, many of those stories, while informative and important, didn't always spend a lot of time discussing what the rate height means for average Americans who have money in the market or maybe are close to retirement, especially at a time when economic anxiety you know, often spikes. So on our episode today, we're going to do our best to break down that Fed decision, examine what it means for not only the economy, but for people just like you. But before we take a stroll through the wonderful world of Fed rate hikes, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore who I think is top-notch, even though he doesn't get big headlines in the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> Mahalo! <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, I'll tell you what. Doing a show with you is as much fame as I can handle. I mean, just my association with you, uh, that's probably more fame than I deserve. Uh, so I appreciate that. Uh, seriously, co-hosting the show with you is all the reward I need. But as for today's topic, Greg, I think you've nailed it. Uh, the majority of the news stories right now are about uh, one of, you know, really uh, we're talking about rising uh, interest rates, rising inflation and market volatility and the Fed's, uh, you know, uh, raising the interest rate. Um, you know, you hear a lot about it and how it's going to affect the economy. But I think there are probably a lot of uh, average Americans who are unsure just what it means for them. I mean, uh, what does it mean for me is what everyone's asking, right? Exactly. Yeah. And we're trying to t- stay on topic, things that are relevant, you know, what's going on right now. And this is definitely one of them. And, uh, you know, I normally reference um, an article or two. I've got I got a couple articles I'm going to use to frame today's conversation. Um, first one, CNBC article. Here's what the Fed's half point rate hike means for your money. And it came out just a few hours after the news broke about the the half a point rate hike. Now, first, the article notes that the Fed's half point increase is the largest bump in more than two decades. So you're probably asking yourself, well, why now? At root, the increase is a response to our current and much publicized bout with significant inflation. And as CNBC explains, the Fed is trying to walk a very fine line of tamping down inflation, but without damaging the economy. And the rate hike could help the skyrocketing prices you're paying at the pump and the grocery store and the lumber yard. But as with many other pieces of our financial lives, you know, there could be a downside to that as well. Well, yeah, it will definitely. And uh, I think that uh, maybe you should give our listeners the 40,000 foot view of 
what role these rising interest rates uh, serve in our economy. Explain this a little bit. Sure. Yeah. At, at the federal rate, which the central bank sets is the interest rate that banks use to borrow and lend money to each other. So though it's not necessarily the rate the average person pays, an interest rate hike typically impacts the borrowing and savings rates that you'll see day to day. To put it even more simply, higher interest rates means borrowing costs more and that the savings will eventually earn more. In the current climate, it may be a smart move to pay down that debt, especially credit cards and other variable rate uh, based debts and dedicate a little more money to your traditional savings. Yeah. And I think everybody's first question after the rate, rate hike happened was, how is this going to affect me? How's this going to affect, once again, the average American? Yeah. And especially um, those borrowers. And that's a really good yeah. question um, to, to ask. And the quick answer is that both credit card borrowers and home buyers could see increases. In fact, CNBC is pretty straightforward in its prediction that short-term borrowing rates, especially for credit cards, are almost certainly going to surge. Now, generally, credit cards come with variable rates, and that means that those rates are directly tied to the Fed's rate. That means you may want to be prepared for a percentage rate jump within your next handful of billing cycles. Oh, yeah. If they have a reason to raise your rates, they will with credit cards. So you have to be careful. I mean, you've talked, Greg, in past shows about ways to pay down debt, especially the credit card debt. And you've mentioned that you should probably pay off your highest interest credit cards or debt first. And uh, I think with this rate jump, it's probably a good reason to sit down with a financial services professional like yourself to hammer out a strategy that's going to get your credit card debt paid down and that albatross off your neck, right? Yeah, absolutely. People always ask, you know, hey, should I pay off my house before retirement or, you know, what what do I do first? Do I invest first? Do I pay off debt first? But the high interest debt is the one that you want to attack first. And I couldn't agree with, with you more on that one, Tony. And sure. as the article highlights, uh, credit card rates are sitting at a, just a whisker over 16 percent, which it's certainly a lot higher than just about any other consumer loan out there. Uh, but after the Fed decision, it's possible that these credit card rates could nudge up to about 18.5% by the end wow. of this year. And while that 2.5% doesn't seem like a lot, um, you know, in retrospect to the size of the rate, once you start paying your bill each month, you're going you're gonna to feel it and you will notice it. Oh, yeah. It's going to make a difference. And of course, it adds up over time and it, it compounds. So, uh, remind our listeners out there what your recommendations are for getting out from under the excessive credit card debt. Yeah, if you're if you're wrestling with a lot of high interest debt, um, one of the best things you can do, believe it or not, you can call your credit card company directly and try to negotiate a lower rate. If that doesn't work, you can try consolidating some of that high interest debt by using lower interest loans like a home equity loan or even a personal loan or, or debt consolidation loan. Um, those those are available. But also there's interest free balance transfers that credit cards offer and they usually mm -hmm. give you a certain time. So if you have good credit still, take advantage of that. You can do a 12 month, sometimes 18 month, 0% interest. You transfer the balances, you pay that down. If it's not paid off at the end of the 18 months, apply for another one and just keep rolling that debt over yeah. until that eventually goes away. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So uh, that's credit card debt. Now, what does the rate hike mean for homeowners? Well, most 
Mortgages, long-term mortgage rates are fixed. Some are variable, so those that are on variable might be affected, but most of them that are on the fixed aren't gonna be affected by this rate hike. But if you're looking to buy a home or if you're thinking about refinancing, um, it's a different story. Shortly after the Fed news broke, the average rate on a 30-year loan jumped to 5.5%. And that's the highest since, since 2009. And that's kind of a big deal. I actually, we've got some friends that are looking to buy their first home. And uh, they were looking at the end of last year when rates were just south of 3%. And now, uh, because rates are at five and a half, they lost about $100,000 in purchasing power. Yeah, see, that's terrible. And that's, you know, the Fed only raised the rate by half a percent. I say only. For the Fed, that's a large single increase. It's the largest single rate hike, like you said, in two decades. But look at what it did to the 30-year mortgages. Uh, it jumped from around 3 to five and a half percent, and and uh, you know some say experts are saying it's going to be uh, about six percent by the end of the year, if not before. So uh, that is true. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a big deal. I mean, I'm so happy. My wife and I locked in. I think we're at two point eight or two point nine percent. So we're awesome. under three. Yeah, yeah. So we're under three, which which is exciting. Now, uh, before we go on, let our listeners know if they want to have a professional take a look at where they're at and formulate a plan, a strategy to deal with everything that's going on. How can our listeners get a hold of you? Yeah, always happy to hear from our listeners. You can see visit us online at therogroup.org. Just click the connect, uh, contact us link. You can drop me a line um, or you can give us a call 808-791-2924. I'm happy to always talk with all our listeners. All right. Sounds good. Now, We've been talking about the fallout from the Fed's recent uh, half-point rate hike, and you talked about how the rate increase could potentially affect credit card and mortgage rates uh, and how it has, uh, but I know we have a lot more to cover. I'm actually curious uh, about this. Uh, could this Fed rate hike have an impact on auto loans? I mean, usually it, you don't see those affected too much, but I actually, Greg, am in the market for a new car, and the timing probably couldn't be worse, right? <laughs> That's true. And actually, the uh, CNBC article does does mention um, what that might do to auto loans. And though most auto loans are fixed, uh, payments are ballooning because, well, vehicle prices have gone up. You know, used cars and new cars, those prices are going up. And now if your loan's going to go up, you know, your payments, the, the cost of the car's up, the loan could have cost more. So yeah, the costs are, are up kind of in two, two fronts. Um, f like auto loans, the federal student loan rates too are fixed, but the bulk of borrowers won't be immediately affected. But there are some private loans that do have fixed rates and some have variable rates that are tied to benchmarks, indexes like the LIBOR, prime T-bill rates, which just means if the Fed rates goes up, these borrowers are likely to be beginning to pay more interest. And that's just how sure. variable loans work and it varies according to the benchmark. Sure. So we've talked about uh, borrowing loans and debt, how the rate hike affects that. But what does the, the rate increase mean for savers and for your savings? Well, as the, the article explains, the, well, the Fed doesn't directly influence deposit rates, they do typically correlate to changes in the target federal funds rate. So accordingly, the savings account rate at some large banks has been consistently at a extremely low average of 0.06%, virtually 0%. Uh, yeah, now, that's almost nothing, yeah. 
Deposit account rates are still largely controlled by brick and mortar banks, and they've been very slow to tick up. And that's probably gonna continue for some time. But one important note here, thanks mainly to how much they save on overhead expenses, the savings rates from online banks is about 0.5%. And that's a healthy jump above the rate from your brick and mortar banks. Sure. Now the top yielding uh, CDs, certificates of deposits are currently just north of 1%, which is even better than those high yield savings accounts. But still, even at 1% or 1.25%, like a lot of CDs, and then of course savings maybe 0.5 after the rate increase if you're lucky, that's still not going to keep up with the current rate of inflation, not even close. So inflation does take quite a bite out of savings, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And people are feeling it now. Um, the current inflation rate is higher than all the savings rates we just discussed by by many factors. And that simply means the money that you have in savings is actually losing purchasing power. And while on one hand, that's dispiriting news, on the other hand, the vehicles you choose to use can make a difference. Now, the article recommends ensuring the cash you have saved is getting a better yield because of these rising rates. So you can still make choices to kind of try to get the most out of it but but absolutely you're right there's really nothing out there that's going to keep pace with the this current rate of inflation right and there are other options and strategies uh, that i know you use with your clients to help at least try to keep up with inflation uh and really balance their portfolios and have uh, balance where their money's at and how much it can earn so uh, i would encourage our listeners to give you a call on that now uh my next question is, how does the rate hike increase uh, affect stocks? Right. So like stocks and equities are usually vehicles that we use to to outpace inflation. Yeah. Um, but stocks and market investing, remember, it's a marathon. It's a long-term race. It's not a short-term race. And sure. unfortunately, um, the Fed rates also can affect stock prices. And there's no. a Forbes article that happened. <laughs> the stock market hasn't been affected at all, has it? Well, oh, bad joke right now, right? Yeah, but remember, we're in it for the long haul. Bumps in the road are, are, yep. are part of the part of the investing process. We oh, talked yeah. about that on our show last week. Uh, and uh, there's a Forbes article that I want to reference too. And this is what happens when the Fed raises interest rates. And it's talking specifically about what happens in the stock market. And as the article makes plain, um, high market interest rates have the potential to negatively affect the stock market. When the Fed increases the rate, borrowing becomes more expensive, and that means the cost of doing business gets more expensive, and that's for public and private companies. So accordingly, as time goes on, the supply of money in circulation contracts, which generally lowers inflation, which is what the goal is, but, but also cooling off the economy as a whole. So there's a fine line there that the Fed tries to walk. So what you're saying is the more it costs to borrow, the worse it is for businesses. Is that right? Uh, basically, it's not absolute, but that's often the case. If the expense of borrowing money rises too high, then, yeah, the opportunity to increase investment capital may become more difficult for some companies. So for some public companies, combination of higher costs and reduced business could lead to less revenue stunted growth rate, and all that certainly could lead to reduced stock value. Sure, a domino effect, basically. Yeah, and I, I think people can get that. I'm sure it's already caused a lot of people to pick up the phone and call their financial services professional to talk about all this. 
Yep. And speaking of dominoes, Tony, Forbes notes that the psychological impact of the rate increase may be the biggest domino to fall after the Fed decision. After a rate increase, it's not uncommon for some traders, especially short-term traders, to hastily sell off stocks and transition to more defensive strategies. And we've been seeing that. Yes. And that's 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 what's happening right now. And the problem is some of them do that before it can really be determined what's going to happen after the rate increase and whether it's had time to work its way through the entire economy. Right. Yeah, that is the problem. And my takeaway from that, I guess, is don't panic, right? Just be patient and make adjustments as needed, but stick to a strategy and work with a financial services professional. Right. Remember, we're in it for the long term and we don't want to have our emotions affect our our long term plans. We know the market doesn't go up in a straight line. It's just not realistic. It goes up and down. Um, the note, the Forbes article also noted that the rate increase impacts bonds because they're especially sensitive to shifts in interest rates. When the Fed increases rates, the market prices of existing bonds immediately drop. Why? Because new bonds will soon be entering the market offering purchasers higher interest rate payments. And to reflect those higher overall rates, current bonds will drop in price to make their lower interest rate payments more appetizing to investors. Now, as the article tells us, when economic prices rise, the central bank generally increases its target rate in an effort to cool an overheated economy. And additionally, inflation also decreases a bond's face value, which may be particularly concerning for longer maturity debts. Yeah, bonds have really took a hit because of both the uh, increased uh, uh, the Federal Reserve uh, interest rate hike and rising inflation. So uh, what's the best way for the average person out there to navigate their way through all of this? Well, you you said it yourself, Tony. I'd stick with my tried and true advice here, and that's to work with the financial services professional. You know, in the days since the Fed announced its rate hike, we've all been inundated with a wave of information, some good, some bad. Uh, So my advice, don't try to figure it out for yourself. Work with someone who can guide you through it and have a solid long-term plan. Believe it or not, I don't really get a lot of calls that people, you know, when I meet new people and they and I say, oh, I'm an investment advisor, I have an investment advisement company. Oh, you must be getting tons of calls right now with the market, you know, and, and, and not really, you know, like some people do need some assurance every now and then. But the way that I set up my clients for income planning, retirement planning is to have a balanced approach and to be able to withstand virtually anything the market can throw at us. Right. And so that if you don't you, have a hundred percent of their retirement funds uh, at risk. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so we take yield only, we have what I call green money that's not affected by the market. And we have a nice long-term strategy that we can ride out these waves. And so that's, what's yeah. important. Right. And, and that's why we're talking about this. I mean, we've been discussing the Fed's recent half point increase and what it means for, you know, the economy as a whole and the average American's pocketbook as well as retirement. Uh, what do you have for us now? Well, let's continue discussing the potential ramifications of that Fed action and we'll focus specifically on what it means for retirees or those that are close to retirement. And I have another article here by AARP, how the Fed's rate hikes will affect your finances. And it has some really good critical insights for us. This article notes that many financial experts do expect the Fed to make additional rate increases before the end of this year. And while extremely low rates may have weakened your savings account, they also made it cheaper for you to borrow money. But with the Fed's recent news, as well as expected rate increases in the coming months, 
Bottom line is retirees and near retirees need to double check their strategies and ensure that their financial house is in order. Okay. So does the AARP largely agree with CNBC and Forbes then when it comes to why the Fed made the decision it did? It, it does, though it especially points to inflation, of course, as the main driving force behind the rate increase. The article explains that the Fed's decision to move to less stimulative economic stances is almost entirely geared towards fighting back against inflation. In fact, according to the AARP, our current inflation rate is at a 40-year high. Now, the article explains that in March of this year, consumer prices jumped a truly eye-popping 8.5% from where they Yikes. were from March 2021. That's the fastest pace since 1982 when President Ronald Reagan was less than two years into his first term in office. Now, at the same time, the nation's jobless rate is currently at about 3.6%, which is very nearly the number the Fed considers full employment. Ultimately, that jobless rate, combined with post-COVID shutdown demand, supply chain challenges, soaring oil, that's created economic volatility. Yeah, and maybe you could go into a little more detail about what all this may mean for retired or near-retired savers. Yeah, the, well, the article explains that while the Fed's actions during the COVID-19 shutdown largely prevented a catastrophe. Some of those actions also made life difficult for retirees who depend on reasonably safe and reliable income. For example, as we noted earlier in the show, money in savings currently pays out only 0.06%. Additionally, though, assets in money market accounts is currently paying out a mere 0.08%, and a 12-month CD currently paying a fairly paltry 0.17%. Now, the article says low yields are great when you want to borrow money, but they're not nearly as much fun when you're looking to save. Yeah. So does that mean it's about to be all sunshine and rainbows for savers? Well, not exactly. The article does say that experts predict additional rate increases this year, as well as most likely 2023 and 2024, to around 3%. Uh, they're starting from such a low point, the gains people see on their cash as they have money in money market accounts and CDs will likely to be modest. Um, yeah. The article provides the following hypothetical. $10,000 12-month CD, one year from now pays closer to 2% in interest, still going to generate a modest $200 in interest per year. Now, as you can imagine, if inflation remains high, your returns on your savings still aren't going to come close to keeping up with the increases in food gas and other necessities yeah uh, okay uh, greg that's a good rundown of what retirees and near retirees focused on saving can expect in the months ahead but what about people who might be looking to borrow in the near term well retirees and near retirees are facing many of the same borrowing issues that are confronting younger workers uh, like we discussed earlier in the show things like adjustable rate mortgages home equity lines of credit and credit cards are typically tied to the fed's key rate and that's going to be on the rise now to me one of the biggest takeaways here is that if you're about to retire or you're early in retirement you may want to ramp up your efforts to get out from under that high interest debt as quickly as possible. Remember, the high interest rates are similar to inflation in that they drain your disposable income. And that means if you're retired, your ability to travel, enjoy hobbies, and just maintain your preferred lifestyle uh, may be more difficult. Well, and that's something to consider. I know a lot of retirees and near retirees are probably already, hopefully, working with a financial services professional, but those 
you know, for those who are listening who aren't, I think doing so might make dealing with these rate increases a little easier, right? Yeah, I think that's right. And interest rate increases are always going to get a lot of the news coverage and it's only natural to feel worried when they happen. But the truth is they often aren't the end of the world. A financial service professional is well equipped to help you to avoid making those emotional financial decisions and making basically making longer term mistakes and, and compounding it. In many cases, a simple review of your financial strategy after a rate increase will reveal that maybe you don't need to make any adjustments at all. Or if you do, those tweaks are most of the time relatively modest. Well, I think this has been a great topic. It's an important one to cover, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today, Greg? Well, if any of our listeners have any questions or concerns about the Fed's recent rate hike, uh, inflation, or how it may affect your financial strategy, or if you don't have a plan in place and you'd like to get organized, I encourage you to visit our website at therogroup.org or give us a call at 808-791-2924. All right. Thanks, Greg. And that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.